0: Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shema Adaf my name is Yitzchak Shalom, we're now in Masachet Babakam, Daf Pei Dalat Amud Bet, near the bottom of the Amud, about two-thirds of the way down, uh, about to explore the second and then later third categories of damage that are listed in the Mishnah, so as is our approach, go back to the Mishnah please, Daf Pei Gimel Amud Bet, and we'll pick it up in the middle uh, in describing Tsa'ar. Um, Uh, if somebody burns somebody else with a skewer, with with a nail even on his fingernail where there's no wound we estimate how somebody like this, a person like this would be willing to take as payment in order to go through such pain and that's how much is paid we will now deal with this. So please take a look back at paid dollar where we left off. So you see that from our Mishnah, the ruling is that you pay for Tsar even if there is no damage. Man Tana, who's the authority? Marava ben We'll see a between Ben and Rabbi, and and Rav says that it's Ben position. If you see the pasuk says kviat tachad kviat chabura tachad chabura is a burn chabura is a wound, so Rebbe says it says kviat first, but anzanomer chabura nimratchila. We should read it as if the wound is stated first. Now, that's all they said. So mykami palgi Ravas explains what's the machlokat. Rebbe Rebbe says What does a burn mean? ba bchabura mashma, meaning any sort of burn even without a wound. Then later the Torah wrote to tell you that the kind of burn is only if there's a wound, which means burning somebody if there's a wound, there is no liability just for Tsar. That's the way Rava reads Rabbi. He says the first statement is which implies a burn because of a wound then the Torah wrote to tell you that the Kviya is the late Khaburah. In other words, why mention a wound? If only to tell you that the earlier mention is without a wound. So Banazai would be the one who said that a burn without a wound still carries liability for Tsar. Matkavar Papas or Papa challenged his Rabbi, and he said, Ad Rabbah For all the information that we have in the Baraita, really it should be the opposite. Rebbiomekfian meaning Savar Kviyad Ipa Khabura Bashma, meaning that the first statement is kvia, assuming a Khabura, Katavrahman a chabura, then later the Torah said Khabura Liguya Lay Di Kviyah to tell you that the Khviyah was one without a wound. Which is the way Ravar read Banazai, so we'll have to see how they disagree. Rat Rav and Rapapa. To tell you that, that what kind of wound, what burn was it, Now, kaimi, that's what Papa's point. He says that the statement that we have in the Braita that says <coughs> and Rabbi says is referring not to the opening approach, but rather to the final conclusion. That Rebbe says that um, that really I thought that it was a kvia with a with a chabura, and therefore I have uh, I have kviyah alone to tell me that it's even kvia without. Which means, for Papa, comes to the opposite conclusion and says that Rebbe is the author of our Mishnah. Inami <coughs> the The other way to read it is that B'naz and Rebbe agree that kvia is just any kind of burn with or without a wound. The Machlok it is whether we use a Klau, which is then interrupted, and then there's a Prat, which is called Klau Prat, called Prat, that are distanced from each other. Um, how to deal with that. We do not read it as Klau Prat. Therefore, since it says, space Prat, uh, the pets is in the middle, uh, therefore, we do not connect the two. We say Kviyah stands alone. Which means that a Chaburah is now defined by, a is defined by Chaburah, sorry. And therefore, the only kind of Kviyah that can be included is one of the with a wound. So if that's the case, um, why do, according to Rebbe, why does it say Chaburah since he says with or without a wound? The answer is Lodom Miyaterim. Because uh, the fact is that when you have I would think that you have to pay for the burn, but not that you pay for the burn and the wound, the nezak also. So it says Chabura to tell you you have to pay for the nezak if there's a wound that's uh, got some permanent uh, damage. Okay. So the way that we estimate it, the Mishnah said, was you see how much a regular person like this would be willing to take to go through such pain. So we established already that our Mishnah is authored by Rabbi, who says that Tsar is paid if there is no wound. But how do you pay for Tsar when there is a wound? We say, how much would an average person take to have his arm taken off? that's not just tar. that includes all five things how much would you take to to lose your wage earning and etc etc so we're we talking about fools here what it means is if somebody has a hand which is useless it's hanging by a sinew and a person would say how much would you take to have that hand cut off with the attendant pain that's the amount you'd pay for tsar there you don't have tsar only why hat there's also a boshit why this is one way of looking at it said a person would be ashamed to have his arm that he was previously had and now it's thrown to the Ella, thats that's not going to work. They say as follows if a person's hand as we have even today in certain countries, is uh, sentenced to be cut off by the government. And how much would a person take to have them cut it off with a sword instead of with some sort of uh, a drug? In other words, how much would a person be willing to take, uh, be willing to to accept his payment to have them do it in a more brutal way, the way that he did it? Here, a person won't take any amount of money to go through that kind of pain. Ella, Here's how it works. See how much a person whose hand is going to get cut off by the government by a sword, how much would he pay the government to have them do it in a painless way? So then it should be how much a person is willing to give that's the way the Mishnah should read. told Meaning, how much are you willing to give to him what you, you give to him what you would have been willing to give to the government? In other words, a regular person, let's say his hand is going to be cut off in a brutal way. How much would he pay? He's going to still have his hand cut off, but just to make it painless, $1,000. So that's what he's going to then have to give in payment for the Tsar. Okay. The next item is Ripui, and again, go back to the Mishnah, please. And, uh, Ripui leaves us with another piece. You hit him, you have to heal him. If he has ulcers, some sores, separations that grow on the wound, if they're because of the original wound, then he's Chayav. If there's some other reason, patur. If the wound keeps healing and then opening, healing and opening, you have to keep healing him. If it became totally healed, then you're off the hook. And then you're done. Okay, back to the Gemara. So this is bright. kind of sums up what he said in the Mishnah. You also have to pay him for his loss of wages, which we'll get to in the next podcast. But if these these separations and uh, and his loss of work and everything else is for some other reason, not because of your wound that you caused, you don't have to heal him, you don't have to pay him for lost wages. As far as your wound is concerned, he's already healthy and he can go back to work. Rabbi Hudomer, he makes it, shall we say less liberal even if he continues to suffer because of the wound you have to heal him but you don't have to pay for lost wages any further meaning once he got better you're done with paying for lost wages if he again has a relapse you're off the hook for that let's see why this is now a third opinion we're going to call him Rabbanan Batroi the later rabbanan. Shifto Urfuato Shevet and Ripui, lost wages and medical bills, Kol Shechaya B'Shevet, Chaya B'Ripui. Anytime you're Chayev for lost wages, you're Chayev for Ripui. no Chayev B'Shevet, no Chayev B'Ripui. And they're, they, what they're taking is the most liberal position, which is to say that in this case, you are not liable for Shevet, and therefore you're not liable for Ripui either. All right, the Ma'ayka Palgi, what's the Machloket? So Ammar in this first take, we're only going to get two-thirds of the way there. I found the students in Beirav. Rav is not alive anymore, but the students in Rav's yeshiva, the Yatvi they sat, and this is how they analyzed the machloket. Are you allowed to bandage a wound? That's the machloket. Rabbanon Savri, the first opinion in the bright, thinks Makani You're allowed to bandage a wound. Uh, If that's the case. And that means that when it developed sores and everything else, you had the right to cover it up to keep it warm or to keep it dry or to keep it uh, protected. And even though that led to sores, that was your right. And therefore, the guys to keep taking care of it. Rehuda says, you're not allowed to do that. And therefore, you really didn't have the right to wrap it up. And the sores that developed as a result are really on your on your head. But, ripu, it, tanah cry If you look at the Torah, the Torah says, It says it twice. Therefore, mechayev. You're even chayev to pay for repui for that. Shevet, alotana uh, be'kra, it says, rakshiv shiv to'yitein. No says one time, there one word of Shevet, therefore, lo mechayev. That's Rabbi Yudas take. That was what rabba found the students of Be'irav explaining. Ve'amina lehu'ana. rabba reports, and I told them, in ka'loninele, get if, we, if anybody would hold the position that you're not allowed to wrap a wound, repui nam lo mechayev. Nobody would be for repui. Nobody would say you chayev for repui. Just because it says, rapo rapay if i if i'd if paying you uh, paying your doctor bills to get you wound uh, to get, to clean up your wound, but you're not allowed to wrap it and you wrap it anyways, and as a result of it, the wound gets worse well, I wouldn't be of anything everybody agrees you're allowed to bandage a wound all right that's the issue you're not allowed to bandage it extra tightly orhu says since you're not allowed to band bandage it extra. Ripu de Tanabe since the Torah said Ripu'i twice, Mikha'i, that you have to pay for. Shevet lo Tanabe Kra so Rabbah simply takes the machloket and moves it one notch up. Vrabon Savri, this is the last opinion in the Breitah, came in Tanabe Kra since the Torah said Ripu'i twice, a Shevet namim for Shevet also, why do you eat Kashlo Ripu'i? Now, Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Shevet lo why does Rabbi Huda say you're not Chaye for lost wages? the torah said rak shivto meaning you only have to give shabbat in cases where the where the victim went through his medical <laughs> procedure and therapy properly if he did it improperly you're not have to pay for lost wages the Rabbanan, so what do the Rabbanans say rak l'shalom shalom achmat makahurata the word rak is there only to tell me that if his wound is for some other reason not because of the uh the uh, your attack on him then you're not Chayiv. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is the Batrai. This is the last opinion. <laughs> which means in this case, you're neither. <laughs> Why does the Torah say Rapo <laughs> if you're not going to be Chayiv in and re- you not Chayiv in Shavit. So, <laughs> the famous Drush of Rabbishmoel, Omer, <laughs> vrapo Yurape. That teaches you that a doctor is allowed to heal and he has the right to get involved and you, do, and you don't have to sit back and say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu got me sick, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will me better. Okay, so that's what he does with Rappo Yirapet. So now let's see a further exposition of this. This is a parallel huh? How do we know that if he develops separations or if the a wound reopened, that you have to not only heal and pay for lost wages, I might think even if it was for some other reason, therefore it says rock, it's exactly like the position of the first Tana, or the Rabbonin, in the earlier B'righta. Even if it's because of the wound, he says rock is there to, to say, that you only have to heal him to the first stage, as it were. Now, Some people said that Rabbi Yosef Yehuda meant that even if the recurrence is a result of the makah, you're pato le gamre. Just like the last opinion in the B'rita. Some people thought that Rabbi Yosef Yehuda said that um, that Rak only exempts you from Shevet, but not from ripui. just like his father's opinion, Rabbi Yehuda. Okay, i I might think that you're Chayev, even if it was for some other reason, I need a pastor to tell me that I'm not Chayev to pay for somebody's wound that's caused by something else? So mean? So what does it mean? Let's say that the guy went against doctor's orders. Let's say the doctor said, avoid honey. He ate honey. He ate sweets. Because they're bad for the wound. And then he started developing sores. I might think that you have to heal him anyways because it was your wound. It was just his negligence. Meaning you have to heal, you have to provide the therapy for what's necessary. My gargutni, by the way, what are Gagutni? Amar baye, nata kriyhta. The baiy says that they are uh, like uh, dead, dead flesh. That's the way Rashi reads it. Now, Mayasute, how do you heal yourself? Parenthetically, ahala vekira vekalba. You take some uh, aloe and uh, and some wax, and uh, and you say take some dregs and put it on the wound. The amarle asyachana. Now we have a few halachot about uh, ripui if the aggressor says, I'll heal you, I'm a doctor, I'm really, but you have the right to tell him, you seem to me like a ferocious lion, you're the one who attacked me. He says, and, and if the, he says, I have a friend who's a doctor, I'll heal you cheap. a guy who works cheap is worth that. If he says, I have a friend who's a doctor far away, I'll bring him. He says, a doctor from far away, is blind. What it means is, he doesn't care what happens, because he's going to be far away afterwards, he won't have to face up to the music, so I don't trust him. But if the, if the victim says, you give me the money, and I'll take care of my own medical uh, prop, uh, issues, I know what you're going to do, you're not going to heal yourself, and then you're going to be sick, and then I'm going to have to heal you more. But if the victim says, so give me a set amount, then what's going to happen is, you're going to not take care of yourself, and you're going to be sick, and everybody's going to accuse me of being a negligent. All right, so it really has to work between them. By the way, all payments, et cetera, all are paid even though there's nezik. How do we know this? How do we know this? So That's one drush. Are you really ten sar bimakum To show you that you have to pay for tsar even when there's nazik. Wait a second. Hime bi lay la rabochoge kemezi vonas karatson petza taqad petza is that to tell you that you have to pay for damages whether you are intending or not. Same kan ikhtaraq ko petza bi My petza taqad petza, why does it say taqad when atart teaches two things. Fabich ved Ravamar he has a different passa Kamar Kravra poi rapate ten reform mokamazik you have to pay for medical expenses along with nazik Heim by the khatatanavishmalta mishwa rapoy per medication naoshut we need rapoy to teach that the doctor has the right to heal in kinetic of kravro fe say it write it that way shmamina the fact that it says rapoy rapate reform mokamnazik to tell you that you have to pay for a even when there's damages. But we already need to rapo yurape for what we needed earlier. To tell you that that ripui, in at least according to some tanaim, goes further than shevet. You have to pay for ripui if there's a relapse. Oh rapo yurape Then it should have just repeated the same word twice. Why have it in that form? Good. Now, that demonstrates that you could have a situation where any one of these payments would be liable without Nezek, and that's why you have to be chadish, that you pay him even though there is Nezek. So, give me an example of where you could have one of these things without Nezek. So, tsar is easy. That's in the Mishnah. Even if you wounded him, burned his fingernail. There's no wound, but It hurts that's Let's say the fellow was in pain. And you brought him a uh, some sort of a, a balm. And it went bad and hurt him. So you haven't caused a wound. And you haven't hurt him in any way. But you have caused him for the medical expenses. He has to bring another drug to restore the color of his skin. What about Shevet? How could that be? The You lock him up in a cage for a while and don't let him work. No wound, no bullshit, no nothing else, but there is shevet. And what's bullshit? Well, that's easy to rock, bape. You spit in somebody's face, there's bullshit without any of the other things. Okay, we'll stop at this point, and in the next podcast we'll finish the analysis of the first Mishnah, or at least the first part of the first Mishnah, and take a look at the breakdown of payment categories number four and five, Shevet and bullshit. In the meantime, everyone should have a wonderful day.